0: This is why we don't live stream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make fun of Bryce and I poured water on my iPad. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett.
2: I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. Am I in this? <laughs> and that's Sam. <the> <laughs> guys, 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 guys. I'm so excited. This is like the best movie in the world. And it's my favorite movie. And I'm so excited. And it's going to be awesome.
1: What movie is it?
2: It's going to be Men in Tights. 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 tights.
1: tights. And um, what year is it from?
2: My childhood. 1994. Three, four, yeah. three. three. Yes. It's oh! Again, from 1993. All the good movies. <laughs>
1: we cannot get away from 1993.
0: Before we move any farther, should you do the opening line, though? The
2: Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch. Who said that. Who fucking did it, dude.
3: You just, a he, like, super, he <laughs> he just did that.
2: We we're living in a time warp. We all
1: said
3: our oh, names.
2: No, that's right. No, I, I was distracted by the cat.
1: Yes, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this movie too, or at least I think I am. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I feel like Robin Hood is one of those stories that is, like, overdone. Like, there's way too many Robin Hood movies. Oh, totally. It's kind of
2: like Spider-Man. No, there's (laughs) more Spider-Man.
1: I I kind of agree. There's too many Spider-Man origin stories. Mm -hmm. Like, you can make as many Spider-Man movies as you want, but stop telling us the origin story. And it's kind of like if there were, like— there's,
0: like— there's only one Robin Hood story too, so it's right. You know? They tell the same story mm-hmm.
1: over and over. So for me, it's Disney's Robin Hood, it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and it's this. Mm. And then like end end of game, like stop making Robin Hood movies.
0: Well, and there's the animated one too, right? That's the but, Disney no, one.
1: Yeah, the mm-hmm. Disney one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So this is the one from 1993, the the comedy version of Robin Hood.
0: The uh, best year for filmmaking. Yes. <laughs>
1: Of course, written and directed by Mel Brooks, who we know from so many fantastic comedies from, from our youth. Uh, Mel Brooks was a writer for Sid Caesar and Get Smart back in the 60s. And in 1967. Wow, I didn't know
2: he did Get Smart. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that was his jam. Um, which then led to uh, his first movie in 1967, The Producers.
0: I love wow. that film, by the way.
1: The original with Zero yes, Mostel. So uh, I have not uh,
2: seen the original. It is really, really good. Well, yeah, I need it? to go
1: back and check that out. Very it's, good. It's a weird progression. It's been movie, play, movie. Yes, yeah. It's like it keeps getting <laughs> redone. And then uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein were both in 1974 and I think those are the movies that most people go straight to when they think of Mel Brooks. He
0: did both those movies in one year?
1: They released in the same year. Oh, now, okay. I can't tell you when they when were they shot, shot. But yeah, released in the same year. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles.
2: Wow, man. We have it on DVD. It's good.
1: I've never seen it. Blazing Saddles, I think, really informs why I wanted to do this show because my parents showed me Blazing Saddles as a child and I loved it and then when I was in college I was like showing it to people you have to see this it's the best thing ever and it fell flat and it was terrible and
0: oh no it was a <laughs> weird
1: experience and now I feel like if I watch it again I think I'd probably like it you yeah know?
0: sometimes it's the the vibe of the room and Absolutely. the environment
1: and it's I could see the modern social justice warriors hating Blazing Saddles because yeah. it really plays on racism.
0: There's a lot of, yeah.
1: And it walks that line between making fun of racism and actually being racist. And it yeah. depends on the room.
0: It's the, I would say the edgier one of his movies, you know, because of that. So. It's uh, and it's also I don't know a lot I've heard, I've talked to a lot of people where they say that's
2: their favorite one.
1: I think uh, Travis McElroy talked a lot about that. Yeah, being one of if not his number one favorite and just loved it.
2: I thought like History of the World was people's favorites of
1: his. That's an interesting one to go to. So History of the World Part One was in 1981, and then Spaceballs in 1987. Dracula Dead and Loving It in 1995.
2: Oh, God, I forgot about that one. I haven't seen that. And that's weird. I wouldn't
1: have gone to History of the World Part 1. That huh. sounds like the- I
0: don't hear that one often, yeah. personally. And he yeah. did
1: do some other stuff, but these are the big hitters that, that I listed off here. Yeah, the I mean, ones
0: I always hear people talk about is Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, and Men, Men in Tights. Hmm, yeah, personally. Spaceballs
1: seems like the big one to me. And maybe I was just the right age. I think that's the only one of the, the on that list that I've seen. Oh really? You've only seen Spaceballs? Wow.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. those are
2: wow. that's a lot of really good movies on that list. You have you not actually seen Robin Hood, Men and Tights? Oh, and this, and okay. this like okay. a
3: long time ago. I was like It's been many, many
2: years. I used to watch this like every three months for a while, so
1: <laughs> Interesting. And so how long has it been?
2: Oh my god. Um Probably like three or four years since I've seen it. So, and just okay, to be clear, this is the movie that you're bringing to the table. Yes. 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 I yeah, feel I think- like it's me and Nick collectively, but sure. I don't think so.
1: This has been the one you've been wanting to get in here for a while. Yeah,
2: because you guys won't let me watch it until we do it for the podcast. And I really <laughs> want to watch it. I really want to see it too. Don't get me wrong. I, I want to see it too. I'm just saying. You brought this movie sure, up first, Sure, so I'm just giving I'll, you the I'll credit. take the heat, and if you guys hate it, I don't know if we can I be friends anymore. I don't like, think I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I don't worry.
1: If it seems like I've been an advocate of this, it's because lately I've been feeling like we've been doing too many movies that I picked, and I've been like, let's get that one that Sam really wanted to do.
0: Nick is really selfish.
1: Yeah. He's- yeah, and if you
3: let me pick, I'll just keep picking shitty action movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think you pick Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah. Uh, I picked Lethal well, Weapon. That was a good pick. I threw
2: it, it out there and you guys accepted. Actually, it. have you guys liked
3: both of the ones that I've-
2: So far, <laughs> I think well, we've you've recall, liked-
1: You've only picked two? Recall, recall. only done two of them. <laughs> Aww.
0: Aww. No, I really
1: feel bad. What was the other one? Uh, the one with Total Talia. Recall. Uh, Total Recall. Oh, okay. That seems like one recall. I would have picked. So we've got- uh, Next pick is the Substitute.
2: Yes, I've nice. not seen that,
1: but that's not until Thanksgiving. Yes, <laughs> we got to
2: get you something <laughs> yeah, before gotta,
3: Thanksgiving.
1: Hold tight yeah. till Thanksgiving. So we get to see Carrie Elway's in this movie, and this would have been the same year as The Crush, and one year after Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, oh, or you can I think of it as Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Oh, yeah, that's I a freaking that. masterpiece.
2: It's got some moments that may not hold up. But I still
1: love him. I'm just generally a huge fan of Dracula anyway, and I think that was just a fantastic version of that. Yeah. And Carrie Always didn't have the biggest part in it, but I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, he was in Hot Shots, Glory, oh, and yeah. of course, Princess Bride. Yeah. Which is where I think the entire world fell in love with Carrie Always. Ugh. Then you have Amy Yasbeck, who at this time was very famous for Wings. And I don't know that she's really done anything recognizable since. Who does she play? She's made Marion.
0: Made Marion. Oh, okay.
1: And I mean, she's fantastic. It's another one of those cases of just like, at least the way I'm remembering, somebody who's really great, but then kind of disappeared hmm. after Wings.
2: You know who? I mean, there's a lot of great supporting characters, yes.
1: and and two of which came to mind are. It seems like Mel Brooks made a really good move here. Is Find a couple of guys who are fantastic stand-up comedians mm-hmm. who hadn't necessarily launched a big acting career. So we have Richard Lewis and Dave Chappelle.
2: Mm-hmm. Both oh my just God, I forgot. brilliant stand-ups. I forgot Dave Chappelle was in this. Yeah, yeah. Bryce,
0: you're going to love this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I seem it. to remember Dave Chappelle being fantastic. Yep. Richard Lewis as well. In fact, yeah. I'm looking Which for some- Richard He's the Lewis? blind
2: guy, right? Yeah, okay. Right? No, no, no. Richard
1: Lewis is King John.
2: Oh, okay. And in
1: fact, I'm expecting some vindication here because there's one of those lines that I constantly throw out from this movie that people never get and I get very... Uh, I come off looking like an asshole whenever oh, I say no. this Wait, because it? nobody recognizes it from the movie. And I hope you, re- I'm not going to tell you, I want you to recognize it from the movie.
0: I'm not going to be like, oh, that's the line Nick says all the time. Yeah, you might. Oh no. <laughs> you might.
1: We're going to hear it and be like, oh, and then <laughs> still never laugh. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'll laugh. <laughs> yeah, without the context of this movie, it falls really flat. But
2: oh, no. At my old job, we used to do a quote of the day. And on my last day there, I got to pick the quote of the day. And it was from Robin Hood Men in Tights. What was it? it? It was the, oh, you lost your arms in battle. But you've grown some nice boobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't remember that I at remember all. I remember
0: that one. It's yep. He's filling up the statue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Yeah.
2: Hey, Blinken. All right, let's move. Yeah.
1: So, I, before we jump into the movie, let's see what we expect. I mean, Sam, it seems like you're expecting good stuff.
2: I love this movie, and I will always love this movie. And if you people ruin it for me, we... Are gonna have some problems.
3: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Ash, you've seen it.
0: I love this movie as
2: well. I I
0: love, and this is why Sam's brought it up a few times, and I've brought it up as well because this is one of my, this is my favorite Mel Brooks film as well. Like this and Spaceballs are like neck and neck, Um, but this this movie I think had a huge influence on me wanting to be a comedy filmmaker, and so uh, yeah, I definitely love it. I still sing, you know, the Men in Tights song, you know, and uh, there's plenty of quotes that I can remember from it, but I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. So I am interested to see how much of it that I've forgotten maybe. Cause I remember like some key gags, but you know, like the lend me your ears. I totally (laughs) totally remember that one. Yeah. I forgot
1: about that until you said it, but
0: there's Mel Brooks in general as as a comedy filmmaker you know he always does this wonderful job of like walking the line of absurdist but still like still carrying on a really good story okay. you know but like absurdist comedy. Oh, you know? I'm, I'm
1: with you. I, I was waiting to hear the second half of that sentence oh. <laughs> and waiting for you to say something like absurdist, but still kind of realistic or something like, no, 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 no that's no, not, no. not the case.
0: No, just, you know, he still, he, he still, still has tells a good, a good story. Good story. Yeah. He's a good storyteller, but he does it in this sort of, you know, over the
2: top way.
0: But mm. I really like him.
2: Funny, funny, fun fact of this movie and my experience with it growing up is that my first time watching it was on, like, ABC Family. Oh, God, did they, like, edit it? And, yeah, we came in a few minutes late, and we videotaped it. And so my whole childhood growing up, I watched this off of, like, a record off of the TV. Oh, man. And I loved this movie. And then I grew up, and I went to my grandma's house and was helping her clean out her closet and found, like, the official DVD or, like, not DVD, VHS. So I was mm-hmm. like, grandma, can I snag this? And I went back and watched it in high school and I was like, this movie is the shit. I, it <laughs> turns out that my little recording off of the TV was edited to be appropriate. Right. So all the funniest jokes were cut out and I like rediscovered this movie as a high schooler. I was like, it's so fucking funny. That's I love it. It's
1: fun, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was great.
0: I had the opposite experience with uh, Muppet Treasure Island because I, same thing, recorded it off of television and always watched the DVD, or I mean the VHS that I had it recorded off of, but the DVD version has been edited down and (gasps) there's like a whole scene and song that has been cut out of the movie. Are you not
1: thinking of Muppet Christmas Carol?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Christmas Carol. Sorry. Sorry. You're correct. Um, Wait, what did they cut out? They cut out this really sad song between Ebenezer and uh, what's her name? His wife.
1: I I don't know the answer because I never saw that version. Or
0: I guess, um, well, she's still in the film. She's not his wife. Uh, She's his fiance. And there's this whole beautiful musical piece where they sing Um, this duet together and Mm. basically she's asking him like, when are we going to get married? You know, we've been engaged for so long and he's basically married to his work and he's giving Mm. her work excuses. This is in a
2: flashback, right?
0: Yes. It's in one of the flashbacks. I think it's
2: on my DVD. You should borrow my DVD copy. Interesting Mm. because we, we watched it a
0: couple Christmases ago and however we watched it, it wasn't on there. And I was like outraged because I was like, there's a whole thing missing.
3: (laughs) So this is something you haven't seen, Nick.
1: I've seen the version that Ash has that's been cut. I have not seen the original version.
3: I'm shocked that there's a Muppets thing that you haven't seen.
1: Yeah. I, I worship the Muppets, but those there's a few in the nineties, I think where they're telling like retelling stories as the Muppets playing characters. You mean the
0: best ones? That I wasn't
1: so <laughs> on board with those. Dude, like, like Muppet, Muppet me, Treasure it's... Island
0: is the best one.
1: And and they are good, but they weren't really my jam. For me, it's the Muppet show, the first few Muppet movies. Mm. Like those are where it's at for me. What do you think we're going to get out of Men in Tights, Brett? So I remember liking this movie
3: when I was younger. And I wonder if it's going to have the effect that what was that Mon- the Monty Python and the Holy Grail had mm. for you where s- like Spaceballs I didn't think was that great when I was younger not because the movie was bad but because just people wouldn't shut the fuck up about it oh, um, yeah. and uh, it actually tainted a significant portion of the the Mel Brooks brand of humor because it just it just tastes like Spaceballs Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: Literally and metaphorically.
3: So I'm hoping that this doesn't have that. But I, I like I said, I do remember really enjoying this one. Uh, so I hope I'm still going to like it. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it's ruined by terrible, terrible children or if it's good of its own accord.
1: Yeah, I I have not seen it in a while, but I have good memories of it. So I think it's probably going to be good, but I wouldn't put a ton of money down on it. Ooh. But 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 I'm leaning towards, I think it's going to be good. Don't look sad. I didn't say it's bad. I'm saying I don't remember it.
0: Sad look. Sam looks sadder than any sad face emoticon could.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I had done something wrong.
2: <laughs> uh, you got, did. It's a
1: yes and two
3: maybes, and Sam's like almost in tears over here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. Like, this is literally, like, potentially my most favorite movie of all time.
1: This is like that time you got that A-, minus. right? <laughs> is that how you feel right now? <laughs>
2: No. I did I got A minuses all the time. It okay. was one time I got a C plus that did this. Whoa. I was
1: bad. And your parents let you live?
2: Well I was in college. Yeah.
1: So what do you think, Bryce?
2: Yeah, I mean Men in Tights, uh, I don't know. All the Marvel movies
1: have been pretty good, so I think it's gonna be pretty enjoyable. <laughs> So I think Robin Hood Men Yes. So I think Robin Hood Men and Tights is uh, not on your Netflix and Hulu's. It's not on. I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime, but it is available for rent on uh, on iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff, and you might just have it on your DVD shelf. So we're gonna watch Robin Hood Men and Tights, and we'll be back in a minute.
0: We're, we're men. Endly men. We're men in tight, Ta- Tight tights. We roam, roam around, around the forest, forest looking, looking for, fights.
1: for fights. So I think we need to address the pretty big elephant in the room here. I think that there's a lot in this movie that's very similar to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> and I take issue with that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, boy.
1: In so, fact, I really want to go back and watch Prince of Thieves. No, I think that would be really good. No, don't.
0: I've never seen it, and I wonder if this movie would be even funnier had I seen it.
3: I think it would, Yes, yes. That's yeah. the one with Snape, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: yeah. I, Alan Rickman.
0: Didn't we watch that? Sure Didn't I
1: super head. hate that movie?
0: I couldn't yeah, no. make
2: it through it. I've heard it's the really? worst. Yeah, one, it was like right? I
1: remember it being pretty good, but again, the uh. whole topic of the show here—maybe it's not. Alan Rickman plays like the cringiest character in a movie ever.
0: Yeah,
1: Morgan Freeman is what kind of like
0: he's he, in it.
1: Yeah, he's kind of at you he and plays kind Dave of the Chappelle's father. Character? Well, he is in the beginning and goes through the whole thing. So oh. you've got Isaac Hayes and Dave Chappelle as two characters here, but it was all Morgan Freeman and.
0: Oh, wow. I yeah. was joking. I didn't know it was a real yeah. character.
1: Yeah, And of course, Kevin Costner is Robin Hood. I, th- I thought it was good. Although he didn't speak with a British accent.
0: Well, that's the joke, right? When he turns to the camera and he says, exactly. the only Robin Hood yeah. who speaks with a British accent.
1: So, it was, yeah, it was pretty terrible, Sam.
2: No. Oh, no, it was
1: pretty <laughs> great. <That's laughs>
2: <a surprise. laughs> Don't say that.
1: No, I, I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good i I particularly enjoyed um Dom Deloise,
0: oh yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that was brilliant. That was fantastic.
0: That you, was something that I didn't get when I was a kid because I hadn't yeah. seen um the Godfather, Godfather yeah,
1: yeah. And, and the same. like I remember that scene now that I've seen it. I don't think I ever got it before, yeah, and it's it feels like Dom Deloise just had this Don Corleone impression in his pocket that he wanted oh, to God, do so good. it was perfect,
0: yeah. Yeah. And the guy that looks like Clint Eastwood for. Yeah. Is he he's <laughs> supposed to look like Clint Eastwood? I'm sure
1: that had something
0: well, to do was with the he a gun. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wonder, though, like, was it written in guy that looks like Clint Eastwood? Or did they do the auditions and they were like, oh my God, this yes. guy? Yeah.
1: Or maybe he was like a stunt guy that they knew and they're like, we're going to use this guy. Clint
0: Eastwood stunt double.
1: <laughs> it certainly could be. You know, what was it? Um,. Tarantino's movie uh, Death Proof mm-hmm. the main uh, actor there was Uma Thurman's stunt double and kill really?
0: Bill I didn't know that And she's
1: just so awesome he put her as the lead and Death Proof wow oh. yeah hmm. I didn't know that yeah Zoe Bell I think yeah she's pretty great so what, what do you got to say Sam we loved it I, I loved it
2: I still love that movie there's a couple of bits that are like a little racist that I didn't remember.
0: I, uh, it wasn't as racist as I thought it would be, though, which was good. I don't know. That
1: stuff doesn't <laughs> bother me in movies like this.
0: Red Stein inside. Kn-
1: there's something about, you know, Mel Brooks coming out on screen and making fun of Jews that sets the tone for the movie that everything is cool, you know?
0: Well, that that's one thing. But the the camel jockeys in the beginning is a little <laughs> <laughs> a little much.
1: Yeah. I don't know, sometimes things are offensive and not funny, and sometimes they're just more funny than they are offensive. Yeah, the visual of that was funnier
3: than, I don't think anyone would actually be offended by that. Yeah.
0: I, again, something that I did not put together until now, watching the movie, I was like, oh, they're jockeys. And then, oh.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Oh just something that I thought was like a looney tune crazy thing when I
2: was a kid
1: yeah mm-hmm. I didn't even remember that part
2: there's a lot of inappropriate stuff for kids in this movie like uh well everything is a sex joke yeah everything there's <laughs>
0: practically almost almost two rape scenes yeah
2: <laughs> yes there are I'm really
1: curious about this 27 minute version you must have seen. <laughs> As a child, but I, like,
2: I don't have it anymore. But what, so, so what was cut out? One that I remember very specifically is the cook, and he's like, "Wait, you changed your name to Latrine," and it cut. And he goes, "It's a good change, a good change," and he uh. cut out the whole line where she's like, "Yeah, used to be shit house, yeah. like."
1: And yeah, I guess they'd have to cut that's that. That's
2: the thing to cut out of the movie. I feel like <laughs> that's the least.
1: I'm sure there were a
3: lot
0: of things there had true, to yeah. be.
3: So, is, did anyone else feel like this was just a uh, like it was a good movie, but it was just a less good version of Princess Bride?
1: I, I certainly hmm. wouldn't say that, but there were a a bunch of moments where I found myself thinking. Is this too much like Princess Bride, or is there just I'm seeing Carrie Always and those synapses are well, firing?
3: Well, Always as the hero that's too good at everything, uh, the and the, that that roguish smile, the 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 yeah the ham yeah, acting he, he's got that. Down. They had uh, instead of Andre the Giant, they had that hulking like Swedish dude from the techno viking techno viking uh, you know all the way all the way Little down to, to small but, details yeah. like
1: the, the final fight in the bedroom of the tower uh, but those like, are notes that you play in a story like this and maybe Princess Bride was really riffing on that where this had to hit those notes to tell that story
0: that's a tough argument to make because you would have to really you'd have to really be like okay well which was written first Robin Hood or Princess Bride, and Princess Bride was written a really, really long time ago, the original book, and j- perhaps just as long ago as Robin Hood. So No,
1: Robin Hood yeah. goes way, way back. That's So like, does
0: Princess Bride. No, Princess Bride isn't...
1: No, it was written by William Goldman in the no, 70s. No,
0: it is not written by William Goldman. He did an abridged version.
1: No, no, no. That's a gag in the book. F. Morgenstern is not a real author. That's a gag.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a concept that William Goldman put together for the book.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's not a real story.
1: And, okay. And those of you who haven't actually read the book, the whole preface of the book is saying, my family had this book for generations. It was written by F. Morgenstern gotcha. hundreds of years ago. Okay. Yeah, but that was just a gag. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. So Robin Hood is hundreds of years old, I think. I mean, at least the time and place it's set is the 14 or 1500s, but I've always assumed is very old. I do not know the history of Robin Robin Hood. Hood. Robin (laughs) Hood is very old. But I have to think that Princess Bride was written to more or less spoof these fairy tale tropes and had to hit some of those.
2: Robin Hood, the the Merry Adventures of Robin Hood was written in 1883.
1: Okay. So not hundreds, like-
2: 800. (laughs) 150? 120, 30? Something like that. But still a long time ago.
3: Yeah, there were there were like a lot of similarities between these movies of like uh, exact plot devices and
2: but, uh, I mean, it's... like the
3: the sneaking into the was it the castle thing yeah. where they were dressed up as different stuff and mm-hmm. like it was it felt like it was the same story but like. I, I I really like seeing Andre the Giant in a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, just I sort of feel like they're two comedies that are making fun of the same similar genre. source material. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't get the feeling that like Princess Bride is as like jokey True. as like it's more sentimentally funny than it is like yeah. punny.
1: I I use the word whimsy too much, but that is the heart of Princess Bride is whimsy.
2: Yeah. But there's Mm -hmm.
1: some really laugh out loud stuff. In fact, watching this, I see the abbot walking down the aisle and I feel like Mel Brooks watching the marriage scene in Princess Bride thinking, God, I wish I could do that scene. You know, Mm -hmm. because the marriage scene in Princess the marriage is what brings (laughs) us together. Yeah. Like you're never going to make a hilarious medieval marriage scene funnier than that. Yeah but he made a pretty good attempt in this movie. Like it was pretty good.
0: I mean, I see, I see your point. I didn't, I didn't feel that way, but I do see now that you point out those similarities where you're going for, it kind of reminds me of our same conversation with Sandlot and stand by me where there's a <laughs> lot of that's fresh surface in our minds. similarities, yeah. but
3: yeah. or they even had, they even had uh, their miracle max character.
0: They in the did. In the yeah.
2: Witch. yeah. yeah
1: but i true. like in this movie, she's like, you know, well, maybe you should hire a witch. I'm your cook. Yeah, Yeah. That was a good one. (laughs) You know, good gags like that.
0: And more, perhaps it's because it's more recent in my mind, the whole movie I spent going, yeah, this is Galavant. You know, like Galavant (laughs) is borrowing very heavily to the point that they even had that Miracle Max scene.
1: Oh. Oh, I
0: haven't seen the second season They have a whole scene with it, and it's like, oh pretty I don't want to say identical but it's pretty close yeah. like they. I, know,
1: I love Gallivant, but it is mm-hmm. clearly borrowing heavily from this movie
0: mm-hmm. yeah and but I mean I love Gallivant too though it's great I I wouldn't yeah, discredit yeah. it yeah. but well I really liked it Sam as well, always yay
2: we can still be friends I, I still love it
0: yeah I I definitely still love it I think because I know all the gags I don't find uh-huh. it As funny as I originally, you know, when I was younger and I first saw it, but I still really enjoy it and I love this style of humor. I was thinking I made the comparison to Monty Python before and I really love Monty Python too, but Monty Python sometimes goes a little far into the absurdist <laughs> yeah. realm as opposed to this finds like a good balance. It's
1: weird that this is the restrained version. version
0: yeah. It is weird. But it's
1: pretty ridiculous.
0: It is pretty ridiculous. And but the the things, the funniest parts to me is are actually like the throwaway gags mm. that you could have made this movie without. But they're clearly like the things. I I almost wonder if they're the things that Mel Brooks wrote the movie for, you know, like the horse valet and him pulling out the lock to put on the horse, you know, like you didn't need that, but it's hysterical, you know,
1: the, he split Robin's arrow in twain. Like (laughs) that's just such a small gag that I don't know, but it kind of makes the movie.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all these little gags that add up. And they set a tone. Yeah. Like it's funny how something can be set in the past and feel so like modern. Yes. Yeah. Like
3: Dave Chappelle being like, I hope someone's filming
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was great. I mean, I, I love what Dave Chappelle did in this. And this movie could have like, after this movie, Chappelle could have gone in two completely different ways. Like this could have been just one little embarrassing role for him years ago, but watching it now it's just like it looks like this seed of genius of what that dude is is now that we know
0: I'm surprised so, yeah could. that they didn't even utilize him more like I feel like they could have maybe but he was a side character so yeah he
1: I mean you make that movie today he'd be the star but yeah. then yeah it's just some stand up comedian that they stuck in there
0: I absolutely love and still absolutely love Blinken he's <laughs> my favorite character I love him too yeah I just, some of the, and the gag at the end where he's like, he's black. (laughs) That's always been my favorite joke of the whole movie.
1: So is it not offensive to make fun of blind people? That's a good question. But
2: I don't feel like-
1: My answer is no.
2: (laughs) I feel like they're making fun of who he is and the decisions he makes, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the fact that he's blind. Like they never tease him like, oh, you're really missing out because you can't see. They're just like, yeah, dude, like, why are you being, like, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they play him as a dumb character because he's blind, but I just, I don't want to judge movies like well, this I think on Sam such stringent Yeah. I don't,
0: I don't think they, they made him a dumb character because he's blind. I no. think he's, He's oh, sure just already kind of a weird guy, and yeah. he happens to be blind, yeah. which causes him some problems. But like, you know, like he's kind of a Mister Magoo
2: character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: Like the um, the uh, when Mel Brooks is illustrating how he does the circumcisions, and he's like, "Question, but, you know, like <laughs> that has nothing to do with if he's blind. He's just a weird dude, you know." Or like,
2: oh, the, no, that has
1: everything to do with him being blind because yeah. he can't uh, see the thing.
2: Yeah. That and part and Will
1: is like just pulls his hand down no no.
2: Oh, I didn't. Or, or like that. the beginning part where he's like something something you know after your father died and Robin's like my father died yeah. and he's like oh and your your mother and your dog and your goldfish and your cat and like like it's just yeah. not very tactful. And,
3: yeah. Yeah, I think it was his being blind made room for a lot of jokes that wouldn't physical make sense. Physical humor, yeah, it was like it was physical humor. But the punchline was not him being blind; it was that him being blind allowed for more opportunities for comedy. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah.
0: feel like they were making fun. This
3: of just the like blindness. the uh, the uh, the manly man song. You know, mm. uh, you could you could look at that as, uh, it, the, you know, oh, it's just like this song about homophobia. But no, the punchline is machismo. Like it's th- the whole thing, just like yeah, we're men, we're manly men, yeah. like
1: <laughs> like just a, a bunch
3: the, of a bunch of buff dudes, like s- super insecure with their sexuality yeah. and like looking like or hilariously Man. secure.
2: Yeah, it's it's the That's irony true. of it too yeah. mm-hmm. that they're singing about how manly they are in like the least manliest way possible, yeah. like in their outfits and their actions <laughs> and the song and the point where they're like
0: yeah <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> It's hard to say much about this movie just because it was so good. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot to say as far as like.
1: It's easier to pick at stuff that you don't like.
2: Yeah, it really is. Patrick Stewart at the end. But why is he Scottish?
1: Yeah, was he playing Scottish
2: there? (laughs) I don't know. But he he is Patrick Stewart. I'll allow
1: it. The great thing about Patrick Stewart, I keep getting older and he stays the same
3: age.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Are you coming on to Patrick Stewart? (laughs)
3: So, if you want to find the, the negative thing about the movie, All right. uh, it, it was well, the thing that I mentioned Don't beforehand, me. which was the, uh, the, the jokes that aren't funny. Uh, and I feel like there were s- several uh, uh-huh. like really long scenes that were like it, and they ended and I like kind of looked around and no one's laughing but also like no one noticed them at all like it was just like <laughs> they're gone and, like, <laughs> like, uh, like what? Like, he split the arrow in twain was funny and then immediately after that they do that very long like missile patriot missile arrow, patriot missile yeah. arrow yeah. and just silence yeah. and <laughs> that's so great and the, and the I feel like a lot of the Mel Brooks movies uh, that I have seen like that and Spaceballs are have a combination of like really, really hilarious one-liners and then like the family guy, like we're going to keep this on screen because maybe it'll be funny
1: by the end of it. <laughs> but well, I really respect the let's just put a bunch of stuff there and that means we get more hits, but we've got a few stinkers.
0: Well, I think also it's hard for every joke to be as funny as the previous one, you know, like I think that's, I think that's impossible. I don't think you'll find any comedy where that's like that, you know?
1: And maybe that would have been hilarious in 93 when we had all the Patriot missiles knocking down scuds every day. I
3: actually laughed at the introduction of the Patriot Arrow, but like then the the gag that they actually did with it was just kind of.
0: I definitely I didn't laugh just because I wasn't looking at the screen. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I was focused on doing something else at the moment, but um
1: So and and I was very happy that Ash picked up on the line uh the Richard Lewis line when all of the 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 suits of armor came into the room. I hope it's worth the noise. Oh yeah.
0: Nick says that all the time. And now he wonders why we don't laugh. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not looking for laughs. I just, I felt like nobody ever recognized what I was
3: saying.
0: Oh, no, we knew. We knew.
1: Now
3: now you can rest knowing that we know. Now you can stop. You're just (laughs) sick of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I realized at one point, like, somebody was making noise and I said that. And then if you don't know the joke, it sounds like I'm being a real (laughs) asshole. Yeah, yeah.
0: just like if you don't know your other favorite one which is hold on to your butts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm weird. Yeah.
1: Hang on to your butts.
2: The other day Brett said hold on to your butt and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" Like it's like we well, can't just say one butt, you got to say two. Butts.
3: But you're the only other person in the car. You say that to a group of people, "Hold on to your butts." You can't just say you like you have multiple butts.
2: Apparently, you know. all know
0: he's not referring to actual butts, right? Yeah, I mean it's He's referring to the cigarette. Hold on to your butts. Because it's always hanging out of his mouth. Cigarette butt. Hold on to
2: your butts. It's way it's better the other thing.
1: way. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> <Either> I know,
2: <laughs> but that's not what he's meaning.
1: Either way you slice it, you can't say butt. You have to say butts. You yeah, have to say yeah. butts,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> we need lots of butts in this podcast. So I have a question. What do you guys think? Because... I'll, while I, I absolutely love Mel Brooks films, they feel like um, a time era, you know, a period of time of comedy.
1: I, I Yeah. Every yeah. single one is stuck in the time it was made. Yes. And very much.
0: like, do you think if he were to make another film today, do you think it would be good?
1: Well, let me answer that with Dracula Dead and Loving It, which was in, I've got that in my notes here somewhere, 1995. Mm-hmm. And that one fell flat.
0: I liked that I Did haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. Interesting. I like Dracula. Sam's
1: grimacing me. over there.
0: I know. I eh. haven't seen it. I'm scared. <laughs> mm. It's I, I enjoyed it. Um, but my dad was a big, uh, what's his name? The,
1: oh, Leslie Nielsen?
0: Leslie Nielsen fan. So, yeah. you know. I saw it in that atmosphere where my dad's a huge fan of him. But um, I mean, it's not his best work, but I liked it. But the thing that I kept thinking about while we were watching this movie is how so many comedies nowadays rely on like stoner humor to be funny. And Mel Brooks, there's, you know, he's not relying on that at all. This shit is just genuinely funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, wasn't there buzz that there was going to be a new Spaceballs?
0: It turned out to be a a joke. It was a joke. Someone made a fake poster and put it around. And and when that was happening, I was thinking, you
1: know, Mel Brooks is mid to late 80s, maybe early 90s at this point. So first you have to take into account that I don't know if that guy's up for making a movie right now. But if you set that aside and if the question is, does a Mel Brooks movie work today – I don't know. I think it would work. I don't know that it would be marketable. I think that a studio might be really uncomfortable selling it.
3: It's tough because of the quality factor. But, like, use our other comparison movie, which is the Monty Python. If there was, like, a fresh slice of Monty Python yeah. released today, uh, I'm of the opinion that would flop like fucking pancake.
1: Well, I don't know. Like, Fish Called Wanda is not a Monty Python movie, but it's got, like, a third of Monty Python, and it always kind of felt to me like... Oh, this is what Monty Python would have been like in the late '80s. And what was that
0: play we went and saw? Oh, uh, what about Dick? Yeah, that was very heavily Monty Python, crew yeah, too, and that Monty Python not... plus
1: Tim Curry and
0: um, yeah. Billy Connolly.
1: It didn't, didn't work for me,
3: but a lot of people for me loved either. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was not a fan of that one.
3: It's like I feel like it's a humor that like works in the context of.
0: The era of the era. Well, I I always Maybe. feel like comedy evolves, and you see like trends in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so it's it definitely wouldn't be the trendy thing, but I do feel like if they made a spaceballs too, and if they like really up to their game as far as like visual style and whatnot, and like mm. you know nowadays with the the computer generated graphics they have, they could even like make fun of that in the movie. I feel like just have
2: an that entire could be good scene where they're just on green. Yeah. <laughs> just on
0: green screen. Yeah. They
2: forgot to key it.
1: <laughs> <And> it w- <laughs> I, I think of somebody you can, I'm trying to think of who you can compare to Mel Brooks. And I think of the Zucker brothers, you know, like the naked gun and the airplane movies mm. and, and all that stuff. And they did a movie recently called movie 43 that, from I never saw it, but from what I hear, it was pretty bad. Hmm. And I, I haven't I heard need of it. to check it. I haven't it out. heard
2: of it either. Yeah. On the subject of comedy, I feel like I was a little nervous that some of the jokes wouldn't hold up or like yeah. they were jokes that I thought were funny as a kid and like none of you guys would laugh. But <laughs> you guys did. You like you laughed at almost all the same things that I did and and comedy about stuff
0: that I hadn't ever gotten before <laughs> that I was like, Oh wow. I never yeah. noticed
2: that or I yeah, never like got that. Yeah, like the kid that. is from Home Alone, the screaming kid. Yeah. And then he... Well, it's
1: not the kid from Home Alone, no, no, but no, no. he I'm did sorry. a Home Alone gag. Yeah, right. he's
2: making fun of it. And then he says, yeah. I really got to go now. I'm going to go home alone. Like, yeah. you know. I never got that before until you pointed it
0: out.
1: Yeah, the funniest things today were the things that I'd either forgotten or was not mature enough to understand yeah. at the time. Yeah. This
2: movie gets funnier with age. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's like the experience of listening to Weird Al. Like uh-huh. every five years, there's new stuff in Weird Al that I'm like, oh, I never understood that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's just, it keeps popping up new stuff I'd never noticed.
0: Huh. I kind of felt like, that definitely. way about Friends where mm. when I saw it, I enjoyed it, but I was like younger in like middle school, high school. And now that I'm of the same age as the characters and watching yeah. it. You know, it's like, oh shit, I relate to this life issue so much more.
3: Well, I was like, when Sam was going through that, and I was, uh, I was telling him, man, when I was a kid. I hated the shit out of, out of Phoebe. Uh, I was like, oh, what really? is this idiot chick doing on the show? And then like, cause I didn't get that. She was just being sarcastic all the time. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. She's the funniest character. Also, I love her. <laughs> as a kid, friends is funny because there is silly stuff that happens, but you're like, right. look at these adults. And then friends is funny as an adult because you're like, these are dysfunctional adults and nobody <laughs> would ever act this way. Like, wow, I'm so put together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was a lot. Oh, yeah, the uh, the hangman. I yeah. really enjoyed. There's just that tiny little moment. The hangman does his whole shtick, and then he just plants a, just a little kiss on his cheek. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's freaking and he's great. Got,
0: isn't he like wearing a fez with like a noose as the- Oh, like, I didn't, know, I didn't oh, even uh, notice yeah, the costume. Yeah, I he that. had some sort yeah. of hat with like a noose tassel, which was just like- There's all but, these little details that I hadn't really noticed before that really- mm-hmm. uh, like you said, Sam, make the film funny. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, and like it was that absurdist thing you guys were talking about, where in not not like Monty Python, the the Mel Brooks movies seem to have absurdist humor that doesn't break the plot. Like it's yeah. it's all one liner jokes and throwaway stuff, but like the movie stays grounded in its own. Yeah, yeah, like yes.
2: what Ash was saying with the storyline, it doesn't. Mm-hmm totally doesn't break it up or take you out of it. It just adds to it.
3: They can, they can tow a castle, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't but doesn't make the movie feel weird. I,
2: I never understood that as a kid. And I would ask my mom, like, mom, I mean, how could they move a castle without all the rocks falling apart? How could they move the castle and he would still be sitting there? How come the statue's still there? Like totally missing <laughs> the point of the yeah. joke. Mm.
0: And it's also like, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's subtle, but it's, like, kind of going on in the background while yeah. the story is still happening, you know? Yeah, from the king
2: and H&R Block.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even see the H&R Block guy. You no, know,
2: he he calls it out when he's, like, recalling the house or nice. repossessing the house.
1: So, yeah, I don't know how much there is to say other than I I thought it was great. I thought it it held up. It feels dated, um, but it that's not, not a too problem. Not though. Yeah, not too it's bad. not too bad, but it feels of a time and place. That time and place being '93, not '1500. But <laughs> oh what? <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really enjoyable. I'm, I'm on board. What do you think, Brett?
3: Yeah, I also had a pretty good time watching this. And, you know, like I said, I, I think I'd rather watch Princess Bride if I wanted a, a uh, m- medieval comedy romance. Uh, but well, that, I don't and, think you
0: watch this movie for the romance.
3: No, but that's, <laughs> you know, and even even at that, I'd I'd also rather watch Ledger.
0: Whoa. Oh, a knight's tale. Oh, a knight's tale. That's what we should oh, do. That. One, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. eventually we'll get to that one, but we won't, we won't flood the podcast with yeah. just
1: fucking medieval.
2: same movies <laughs> the back same to movie. back.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Princess yeah. Bride would be my go-to, no yeah. question.
2: Princess Bride is like yeah, my favorite movie of all time in this one second. And if you so. haven't read the book and you love
0: the movie, read the book because it's like Nick said, there's all sorts of other little hidden gems in there that. Don't necessarily make it into the movie that are really great.
2: I gotta, I gotta make it through The Name of the Wind, which I've been trying to read for a year. So it's a long. Are hey, you like
3: thirty pages in?
2: No, I'm like hundred and thirty <laughs> pages in, bitch. I went on jury duty and I got a lot of reading done. Nice. Yeah. Well, we know Sam likes it. Yeah, I, I like it, it as well. So. What do you think, Bryce? Bryce, don't, don't, don't do that. That's don't hurt me. Admit. Uh oh, he's he's
0: got a look on his face.
3: It was enjoyable. Do you like it? I actually did. No, I, did. I didn't like it.
2: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it
3: was uh, it was like uh, and
2: you're not just saying that because I'm giving you the puss and boots sad yeah. eyes. I know okay. she is. Okay, good.
3: Um, Holy Grail. It was like the Holy Grail, but in my opinion, it was better. I liked
2: it better than Holy Grail. Wow, wow.
1: cool. I'm I'm actually on board with that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think yeah. this is more enjoyable than Holy Grail. And maybe it's because Holy Grail has been driven into the ground. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. But yeah, I like this more.
2: I, I feel like it's kind of like what I said about the Holy Grail, where I thought the beginning was way funnier than the end, and it just kind of unraveled. Whereas yeah. I feel like this was consistently funny throughout mm-hmm. and didn't kind of unravel and it like maintain that story, which makes it more watchable, in my opinion.
1: But But I do want to say I've got a ton of respect for the comedic royalty behind both of these movies. Absolutely. At, yeah. Yeah. An undying respect for all the people involved in both.
3: Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Uh, Let's rewatch is part of the last stash TV network. We have a YouTube channel where you can see our drinking show. Let's drink um, the cooking show, the hunger Dames, and, the, and some really cool video game parodies.
0: Video game parodies. Yes, and you can also please subscribe on YouTube. And besides subscribing on YouTube, please follow us on Twitter. You can follow Let's Rewatch at Let's Rewatch and laughstash TV at Laugh TV. And please send us movie suggestions to the Twitter account. We'd love to do some more movies. We just did one for Ralph. We did Sandlot again. Ralph, we we love you. and uh we appreciate everyone who is reaching out to us on twitter and engaging q jamie um core temp arts network everyone tweeting at us we love to hear from you so please let us know what you think of the show and share with your friends because that's really the only way people are finding out through friends friendship
2: and movies yes friends We love you, and we hope you love us, too. And if you do, please go ahead and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and most recently, Google Play Music. We'd love to hear your reviews and really help give us that bump.
1: And, of course, another episode of Let's Rewatch will be out two weeks from now. We're putting out episodes every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe and join us for more old movies.
0: On Fridays.
3: Next time... We'll be watching the Thanksgiving classic, Thanksgiving. Gobble
0: what? gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that a dinosaur? Yeah. It's a, turkey. It's a murderous turkey. Oh,